This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The Reynolds Aluminum Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, presents Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. We hope you have all answered your Christmas seal letter and used those Christmas seals on all your gifts and greeting cards. This is the time to help stamp out TB. And this is the season for the Reynolds Metals Company to extend to you the very best of all good wishes. That best wish is peace on earth. Much of Reynolds' expanding aluminum production now goes to the defense of the nation, the defense of our free world. But the ultimate aim is peace always. And the great destiny of light, strong, rust-proof Reynolds aluminum lies in peaceful progress. The Reynolds Metals Company looks forward to the day when all aluminum production can be turned to constructive uses. In a future when the inspired hope of Christmas shall be realized. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Well, Christmas Eve in Wistful Vista and big plans are underway this afternoon. Because tonight, a certain lonely bachelor named Dr. Gamble is going to have a surprise party thrown at him by a couple of spreaders of Christmas cheer named Fibber McGee and Molly. So I got all the other guys lined up for the party, too, Molly. I told them what to do and what to bring to Doc's house when, 7.30. Well, Good. I'm so glad we decided to give Dr. Gamble this big surprise party, dearie. Yeah, he'll be the most surprised big party in town. <laughs> you know, Doc must get pretty lonesome being a bachelor. Nothing in his stocking for Christmas but holes. <laughs> well, you know, when I heard that his housekeeper had gone home for the holidays, I knew we had to do something. Yeah. We couldn't let the poor lad spend Christmas Eve alone wandering around that empty house. Let's face it, Tootsie. No house with Doc Gamble in it is an empty house. <laughs> Why, when he walks into the Elks Club, he fills the room like cigar smoke. Well, even so. Did you ever notice when he walked into our living room how the grand piano steps aside? <laughs> no. Yeah, me either, but ain't it a funny idea? <laughs> now, look, about the party tonight. Uh, what time am I supposed to call and get him away from home? Oh, about 7 o'clock. You give him a phony name and tell him you live way out of town and you got an upset stomach. Old Doc just loves upset stomach. He'd go ten miles to see one if he had to crawl there on his own. Well, I hate to fool him, but it, it's in a good cause. Say, did you manage to get hold of his extra door key all right? Oh, sure. Me and Ole did that down at the Elks Club. We knew he had to get his pants off, see, so we spilled a bucket of water on him. Well, yeah. heavenly days, wouldn't a glass of water have been enough? You ever notice the size of Doc's britches, Ken? <laughs> glass of water in them limousine-type seat covers wouldn't hardly make a wet spot. 
danced down to the furnace room and swiped the key, see? And Doc huddled around in a pair of red and white striped shorts. It's a wonder he didn't catch cold. Oh, you should have seen him. Or maybe you shouldn't have. <laughs> From the back, he looked like a Siamese white elephant wearing peppermint bloomers. <laughs> oh, he was the most fun. Uh-oh, watch it, McGee. He's coming up the walk right now. Oh, yeah. There he is. Good old Doc. Bless his little fat waddle. <laughs> oh, he's unduck. Hold it. Come in. Good morning, Dr. Gamble. Good morning, my dear. Hi, opossum puss. <laughs> Hi, rumple bucket. What are you doing out walking the streets? You on the lamb from the medical board again? Yes, they found out I've been your doctor all these years, and they want to arrest me for maintaining a nuisance. <laughs> Very funny, George. You pretty busy, doctor, the holidays and all? Oh, yes. Christmas Eve is starting early this year, Molly. I've already had one call from an amateur Santa Claus suffering from the flu. Yeah? How'd he catch it? Didn't catch it. He got stuck in it. <laughs> Fellow planned to surprise his children tonight, so he tried a dry run this afternoon. <laughs> Drier than he thought. Yeah. Boy, I hope you didn't try to go in after him. Not me. I sent a bricklayer. Yeah. Then I've had three calls so far from frantic mothers complaining that their children's tongues have turned blue. Oh, my goodness. What causes that? Licking Christmas tree ornaments. They yeah. never seem to lick the red ones. I just swab off the tongue and check the nose and ears for tinsel. <laughs> what a racket he's got, Molly. Probably calls that a tinselectomy. <laughs> Charge 20 bucks for it. <laughs> my gosh, I don't know now how you... McGee, don't talk like well, that. Well, he upsets my stomach. Your stomach gets upset every time you look in the mirror, loud lip. Well... And I don't blame it a bit. Well... But I didn't come here to discuss your insides, which I hate anyhow. <laughs> I came to bring a gift. Well, where is it? Where's the Forgot gift? I got left it at the office. Oh. I'll bring it over tomorrow. So long. So long, Larry. Bye, Isn't he sweet, McGee? Yeah, good old Doc. He's got a heart of gold way down deep inside of that tub of blubber. <laughs> Someplace. <laughs> hey, did I tell you the extra present I got for him? No, what'd you get? Something nice? Yeah, you know when I and Doc went quail shooting? Yes, last week. Well, I took what Doc shot to a taxidermist and had it stuffed. Oh, he should like that. Yeah, he'll have the only house in Wistful Vista with a stuffed cabbage on the wall. <laughs> Oh, so that's what he has. That's what he has. I thought he... Come in. Good morning, Ollie. Well, good morning, missus, and have one yourself, McGee. Hi, Ollie. How are you getting along with the food for Doc's party? Oh, you stand, McGee. The missus is cooking away like 60. Good. I'll bring the stuff when I get there, but the missus will be a little late. Oh, anything wrong, Ollie? No, first she has to go to school tonight to see little Sven and little Ollie in the Christmas play. Oh, that's nice. What will they be in the play? Angels, Mrs. Oh. But all day they act like they come from the wrong address. They cut up a lot, do they? McGee, they're used plain murder. Yeah. Their mama makes angel suits for them out of my old night shorts, and then she makes wings out of wire and hooks them on their shoulders. That's where the wings sprout from, McGee. I know, I know. Well, now do I know what you know. <laughs> Anyway, she hooks the wings on their shoulders, and the kids start jumping around, and the wire slips down. Uh -oh. You wouldn't believe where the wings sprouted from then. <laughs> I got a fair idea. <laughs> well, I tell you, you're mighty lucky to have those children, Ollie. Yeah. Just think what a lonely life Dr. Gamble has, being a bachelor. Yeah, I, I often think of the doctor at Christmas, Mrs. All by himself in that big house. 
No little voices on Christmas morning. No little feet running down the stairs. You're right. Oh, my missus. A house seemed like a home. It must seem used like heaven. You know, I'm glad Mrs. Swenson is fixing food for the party. She's one of the best cooks in town. Oh, no better than you are, kiddo. Maybe you don't think old Dad notices them things, but to me, you're the queen of the skillet. Why, thank you, dearie. There ain't many women could cook a cheap lamb shank so it tastes like the best pork ham. <laughs> you buy low on the lamb and make it seem like we're eating high on the hog. Why, McGee, you overwhelm me. Yeah, me too. And I love it, because I don't get... Come in. Hi, daughter. Hi, Johnny. Hello there, kid. Hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hi, Oldtimer. Did you get the tree in the holly for Doc's party tonight? Oh, took care of Johnny. Good. I was up early this morning and off to the woods at the crack of dawn with my new scout axe and my old battle axe. <laughs> old battle axe? My girlfriend, Bessie. I took her along to help me pick the holly. Oh. Bessie just loves them crazy red berries. <laughs> Uh, is she coming to the party with you tonight? No, she can't make it, daughter. Her sister Essie is visiting her for Christmas. She's an ostrich, Essie is. An ostrich? Yep, married an Austrian. Oh. Feller <laughs> always has a glass in one hand and another glass screwed in his eye. Yeah. He sounds like a duke or maybe a count. Might be a duke, Johnny, but the son of a gun is no count. <laughs> Three dollars from Bessie yesterday just to get his spats half sold. Well, anyhow, I hope you got a nice tree for the doctor's house, Mr. Oldtime. Oh, it's a beauty, daughter. And I know trees. I come from a long line of tree experts. Mm. In fact, all of Papa's folks spent most of their time hanging around big trees. Yeah. <laughs> by their necks, probably. <laughs> no, by their tails. <laughs> That's my favorite joke, Johnny. I'll tell it at the party tonight. Yeah. So long, kid. So long. <laughs> Billy Mills and the orchestra, and a special arrangement of some familiar Christmas melodies.
wait to get over to Doc's and get started putting up the tree and everything. Almost time to go, ain't it? Pretty near. Good. I'm just pasting Christmas seals on his presents. Mm -hmm. I put the fruitcake and the root beer out in the front hall. What do you got there? Oh, books. I've been looking through my own special treasures to see if there wasn't something else I could give old Doc for Christmas. These books he'll love. Well, that's a generous thought. Yeah. What are they, Danny? All my favorites. Here's Tarzan's other eight. <laughs> Here's the Rover Boys with King Farouk. <laughs> Here's Tom Swift and his mechanical lint picker. <laughs> ah, these are the prize books of the litter. I've seen the way you keep your books, dearie, and litter is the word, all right. <laughs> You're sweet, though. You are fond of the doctor, aren't you? Ah, sure. I love every ton of him. <laughs> Me and old Doc hit it off the first time I looked into his eyes, and he looked down my throat. That was a long time ago. Ah, but I'll never forget it. It was ten years ago or more. we just come to Wistful Vista then, and I had a backache, and I saw his sign, Dr. George Gamble. I went in and told Doc what was wrong, and he smiled a friendly smile and put a friendly hand on my shoulder, and something clicked. Friendship. No, my spine. <laughs> he gave me a wrench that darn near busted my liliac. Cured my backache, though. So I told him just to mail me a bill and I'd send him a check. And I will, too, one of these days. <laughs> Leave me, kiddo, when I make a promise, a promise. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. It's about time you got here. We're almost ready to go to Doc. Did you bring the decorations, Mr. Wilcox? Where are they? Where are they? Out in the car, Molly. Got a briefcase full. Oh, you shouldn't put Christmas tree ornaments in a briefcase. You'll smash them. No, not these, Molly. I'm going to dress up that tree and dress up the room with Reynolds Wrap, that beautiful gleaming aluminum foil. Oh, I should have bought candy cane. Oh, now, wait a minute. Look, pal. Reynolds Wrap can be used for Christmas decorations in dozens of ways. For instance, uh, you can wrap things in it and hang them on the tree. Yeah, what kind of things you wrap in it? Nuts, pal. Well, nuts to you, too. Huh? <laughs> No, no. Walnuts, pal. Yeah, I knew what you mean. <laughs> Reynolds Wrap turns them into beautiful, shining ornaments. Oh? It's almost magical the way that gleaming foil dresses up a house at Christmas. Well, I wouldn't have a Christmas without Reynolds Wrap. Come to think of it, I guess we wouldn't either. Ah, <laughs> uh, you can tie shining bows of it on your Christmas wreath. You can drape it over the mantle. You can spread it out under the punch bowl. Ah. Uh... I'll take the old-fashioned Christmas for mine with Uncle Dennis spread out under the punch bowl. Now, never mind, Uncle Dennis. I think your Reynolds wrap decorations sound lovely, Mr. Wilcox. Ah, but you haven't heard my best idea, Molly. I'm going to build a winter scene under Doc's tree, some artificial snow, some evergreen twigs, and a sheet of Reynolds wrap to make a sparkling lake. No, no, Junior. No lake. No lake? Why? No like. Oh. Oh, so there can't be a lake because you know like. Right. A lake ain't a lake unless it's got water in it. So, no lake. But wait a minute. A Reynolds Wrap Lake is better than a lake with water in it. Why? No leak. Mm. <laughs> well, leak or no leak, I know like, so no lake. Pal, hmm? I'm going to make a Reynolds Wrap Lake with no leak. If you know like, you know what you can do? What? No look. <laughs> Mr. I intend to make full use of Reynolds Wrap, made by the world's largest producer of aluminum foil, the Reynolds Metals Company. Everybody should get an extra supply for the holidays because... Okay, okay, okay. was terrific. As the farmer said to the hired man when the haystack got ten feet tall, that's enough pitch. <laughs> that's now, not... you boys pack the car, and I'll call the doctor now and get him out of the house. Yeah, you pack the car, Junior. I'll, I'll get the number for you, Mom. Okay, okay. Hello, operator. 
Give me the residence of Dr. George Gamble, Wistful Vista 2030. Is that you, Mert? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How's every little thing, Mert? Is he? What's say, Mert? Your kid brother. Became a popper last week. I didn't even know he was married. Oh, he ain't. He, he just got a better job at the popcorn factory. <laughs> he used to be a shucker. Now he's a popper. <laughs> How's that, Mert? No, it didn't go so good here either. <laughs> She's ringing, Doc, now. Grab the phone, kid. Don't do your stuff. Okay, dearie. Hello? Hello. Is uh, Dr. Gimble there? This is Dr. Gamble. Well, doctor, this is Mrs. Wearywart. <laughs> Would you come to my house right away? Oh, I got a misery in my stomach. Well, where do you live, Mrs. Uh... Weary Wart. Oh. I'm out on the old ox road about eight miles as the crow flies. If and it's a young crow. <laughs> and your house, Mrs. Uh... Weary Wart. Yeah. You can't miss the house. It's brown with a hole in the roof where we used to have a lightning rod. <laughs> I wish you'd hurry, Doctor. The misery in my stomach is getting, oh, real chronic. All right, I'll leave at once. Goodbye, Mrs. Uh... It's still weary, Ward. <laughs> Goodbye, Dr. Gimble. Well, he's leaving now, boys. Good. Come on, Junior. Grab the root beer and let's get started for Doc's house. on the tree there, boy. Come on, old-timer, get them ornaments on. Doc, oh, Doc ain't here, is he? No, dearie, relax. Yeah. This is a surprise party for Doc, remember? Yeah, well, keep working, fellas. We haven't got all night. We couldn't stood it all night. Hand me the hammer, Wilcox. Yeah, hand him the hammer. Yes, there. Hey, Wimp, you can... Oh, Wimp ain't here either, is he? Doggone it, why ain't Wimp here? Oh, you slokey, I guess. <laughs> Maybe he couldn't get away, Johnny. Well, he better get away. We all got work to do here. Bindi, you start doing yours, Bindi. What do you mean? I'm working every minute, Ole. I'm thinking. <laughs> and that, Ole, is work. Well, certainly. My guy, somebody's got to boss this deal. Come on, you guys. Let's get this job done here. Okay, boss. Hand me some more lights. I'll put them up. I'll put the lights on the tree. I want it done right. Where are they? On the floor, boss. Right behind you. Oh, McGee, you stepped all over. Oh, well, that ain't the dad rat it. What lunkhead left them Christmas tree lights on the floor? You did, boss. Hmm. <laughs> well, why didn't somebody pick them up? I can't think of everything. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Take it easy, boss. Uh, We've got plenty of lights. Uh, hey, what if Doc comes home before we're through? Oh, I got that all covered, boy. I got Teeny, the kid down the street, watching for him. Soon as Doc's car turns down this block, she'll be... Hey, here's Wallace Wimple. Well. well hello, Wallace. Hold the ladder, will you? Hello, Mr. Wimple. Hello, folks. <laughs> Ooh, look at the popcorn bowls. Uh-huh. They're for later, Mr. Wimple. Yeah, where have you been, boy? You're late. Well, uh, Sweetie Face and I had a little discussion about where to hang our holly wreaths. Oh? I wanted to hang them in the windows, and she wanted to hang them on the door. I suppose she won the argument. No, we compromised. Oh, that's fine. She hung one on the door, and I hung one on the window, and then she hung one on me. <laughs> Looking at those popcorn balls makes me hungry. Well, here, Mr. Wimble, no use torturing yourself. Yeah. I'll put them up here on the mantel where you can't see them. Oh, thank you. Well, 
Well, come on, Limp. Get to work. Grab that last string of Christmas tree lights there, boy. Test the bulbs, will you? All right. I'll try a red one first. No, no, not in your mouth. I said test them. Oh, I thought you said taste them. (laughs) I didn't think it'd have much flavor to them. Although I once tried a brittle Bill Flicker's egg, and it looked just like a light bulb. How'd it taste? Like a light bulb. <laughs> I'd rather have popcorn bulbs. Look, Bim, you fellas caught out the yak-yak and hand them lights up here. I just need one more spring for the top. Ah, oh, the tree looks just beautiful, doesn't it, McGee? Right, thanks, missus. All the gifts stacked under it. And... Yeah, and the beautiful Reynolds wrap, that pure aluminum foil spread out. All right, right, you guys, all right. Let's check this whole thing off now. And be sure we haven't overlooked anything. Wilcox, all the decorations up? Right. Molly, all the food laid out? Root beer ready? Right. Old timer, you got the ornaments and tinsel on the tree? Right. Holy, you got the lights all on the tree? Oh, this is you silly. You're looking right at it, McGee. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just look around this room, Molly. When I think what a wonderful thing I'm doing for old Doc for Christmas, it just gives me a warm feeling all over. That's the way I am about popcorn balls. <laughs> Love us, dearie. Yeah, and he ought to be here soon, oughtn't he? Right. Now, look, here's what we do, you guys. As soon as we hear he's coming, we'll douse all the lights in here, see? I took the bulb out of the hall light, pal. Good. When Doc comes in and turns on the hall switch, it won't light, see? And he'll stand there muttering and stuttering to himself, and then we'll turn on the Christmas tree, and we'll all holler, Merry Christmas. Hey, 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 Mr. McGee, oh. he's coming, he's coming. Oh, oh, okay, Teeny, okay, Teeny, you stay here now. Quick, douse the lights. I'll stand by the tree, McGee, and turn it on when we're ready. Yeah. I'll, I'll stand over here. I'll stand here by the popcorn bar. <laughs> oh, McGee, this is so exciting. I know the doctor will just love it. Now, shh. Now, quiet, everybody. Stay with me, Teddy. People that call me out on Christmas Eve, of all the galls, roam around the country for three hours and never did... Okay, Ollie, turn on the tree. Here we go. Merry Christmas, Doctor! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Oh, well, gee whiz, a, a tree. Yeah, presents. McGee and Molly and Wimp and Ole and... Ah, oh, fellas, you shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Look at that tree and all the presents. Yeah, sure. I got to tell you, Doctor, the whole idea was McGee's. Yeah. All we did was used to learn things, like doing the work, you know. <laughs> McGee, he thought it off. Yes, he did, Doctor. Gee, uh, I don't know how to say thanks. It's a little... Little tallow head. <laughs> well, gee, I, the only, I, I, the only reason we, well, you know, us guys, we, well, <laughs> well, you deserve it, Doc. You've been a sweet old slob. <laughs> gee, it's gonna be so lonely around here. This is a wonderful surprise, kid. Yeah, and that ain't all either, Ducky. We saved the best surprise for the last. Okay, Teeny, come on, kids. Mama in her kerchief and I 
preceding was transcribed. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show was written by Bill Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Tucker. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson. Do you know why Tums are called the don't wait relief for acid indigestion? Well, it's simple. With Tums on hand, you don't have to wait even a minute for, say, pleasant relief. There's nothing to mix. You don't even need water. Yes, Tums go right to work, give you top speed relief whenever some favorite food, smoking, or overindulgence causes heartburn, sour stomach, or that unpleasant gassy fullness. Tums are so pleasant, minty tasting, just like candy. Here's something else really important. Tums are not water-soluble, so they never over-alkalize the stomach, never cause acid rebound. That's another reason why millions of smart Americans always keep Tums handy. Always carry them in pocket or purse for record-fast, safe relief whenever or wherever acid indigestion strikes. So don't wait. Get Tums today. They're still only ten cents a roll. driving for this Christmas tree, and how much will it cost us? About half what the guy asked for. I drive a hard bargain, you know that. Them slum-raised lumberjerks don't put anything over on me, kiddo. I'm shrewd. Mm-hmm. Where are we going? Right around the corner here. Same place we went last year, and I got a ten-buck tree for three fifty. All it took was a little sob story. What was that guy's name again? Do you remember? Marvin. Christmas tree Marvin, he called himself. Oh, yeah. The way you had your arm around him during that transaction, I thought he was at least your cousin. Well, I got a good deal out of him, didn't I? <laughs> Boy. Boy, I don't know. He could have made a living the way I chiseled him down. Uh-oh, here's the place. Wow. Look at them. Beautiful trees, too. I'll wait in the car, McGee. These big transactions always embarrass me. Nothing to get embarrassed about. It's just business. When he says ten bucks, he don't expect to get ten. He expects to get seven. That's why I gotta say three so I can get it for five. You really ought to learn about driving a bargain on account of. I'll wait in the car. Okay, it won't take long. This guy's easier to chisel than a bar of soap. I'll call you when I get the price settled and you can take your pick. Have fun of buying the trees, beating these guys down. Yes, sir, you're looking for a Christmas tree? No, no, I'm a bird's egg collector, Si. I thought I'd climb a few of these trees and see if there's any bird's nests. Of course I'm looking for a Christmas tree. Good. But I don't want a clerk. I want to deal with the owner. Marvin, his name is. Kind of a sweet, kindly-looking old pigeon, or a gent. Oh, you must mean Marvin Myers. Oh, he ain't here anymore. He's selling razor blades now. Oh, gee, that's too bad. What happened? Oh, too soft-hearted, Marvin was. Oh? Sucker for a sob story. Every chiseler that came along took advantage of him. Oh, well. Well, I'm sorry to hear about old Marv. But we really got the trees here this year, mister. Just look over this row here. Take your pick of anything in this row for only ten bucks. Ten bucks? Some of those trees are over three feet tall. You look them over. I'll go help some of these other customers out. Out is right. Out to the poorhouse. <laughs> ten bucks for a three-foot tree. Come on, Molly. Let's leave the car here and walk down this way. 
There's a lot of lots along here. You didn't buy a tree? Marvin sold out. That was the new owner. Remind me to check the post office tomorrow, will you? Post office? What for? If that guy's face ain't up there on the wall with a reward for him, it ought to be. Of all the bare-faced burglars. Oh, come on across the street. Oh, that looks like a nice lot. What does the sign say? Bruce's Spruces. A tree to fit every pocket. Well, let's not stop here. We don't want a tree we can put in our pocket. Oh, that's not what it means, Ma. Hey, look at them prices. Oh, all trees. 30 cents a foot. Say. That is a bargain. I won't have to chisel on this guy, kiddo. A 10-foot tree for three bucks, huh? His prices are better than old Marvin's were last year. Oh, and look, they're beautiful trees, too. Yes, they are, ma'am. Beautiful. Glad you like them. Uh, she didn't mean to say that, but that's no fair. <laughs> they are rather nice, though, sir. Yeah, take your pick, ma'am. Thirty cents a foot. I'm the kind of a guy that appreciates an honest deal, but if I can't do any better. I'll tell you what I'm going to do with you. I'm not even going to chisel you down. I'm just going to pick out a tree and pay your price. Thirty cents a foot. That's the way we like a deal, sir. Here's a beauty, McGee. How tall is that, sir? About ten feet? I, uh, yes, I'd say that's ten feet tall. Well, wrap it up, Buster. Ten foot tree, thirty cents a foot, three dollars, right? Well, that's the way most lots sell them, by height. But we do it a little differently. We sell by the branches. By the branches? Uh, this beautiful tree has, say, uh, oh, 20 branches on it. Average branch, say, four feet long. That's 80 feet of branches. 30 cents a foot comes to $24. What? Oh, my. $24? $24 bucks for that beetle-bitten batch of sawmill bait? Why, that lopsided droop limb collection of chewed up pine cones ain't worth 24 cents. Oh, McGee, now don't That broken down, banged up, bow-legged balsam ain't fit to start a fire with. Why, look at the trunk on it. I lived out of a better-looking trunk when I was in Vaudeville made out of straw. And them limbs. I saw prettier-looking limbs under a plaid skirt on a sergeant and the Scotch guards. Pah! Am I to understand from this that he doesn't want the tree, ma'am? Yes. I'm afraid you're barking up the wrong spruce, Bruce. Come on, dearie, let's go. Say, I've got it straight from the North Pole that Santa's warming up his reindeer for the takeoff right now. So if you're shopping late, give Papermate. Papermate pens are so easy to buy, you can get them everywhere. Your neighborhood drug, tobacco, department, or stationery store features the famous retractable Papermate in seven beautiful color stylings. And you get a free gift box with every pen. And when you give Papermate pens, you don't have to worry about sizes or styles or whether people will like their gift or not. You can bet your Christmas stocking they like Papermate. It's the pen that bankers and school principals approve. Papermate pens can't leak, and the ink can't smear or transfer. Why, everybody that writes would love to have a new Papermate. It's a gift they'll really use and appreciate. So, if you're shopping late, give Papermate. And remember, you can buy them everywhere, right now. The famous Papermate pen in a free gift box. Only a buck sixty-nine. Let's tell them again, Molly, together. Shopping, Shopping late? Give Papermate. Boy, what a bunch of burglars I've run into so far. My gosh, you'd think with all the Christmas tree lots there are along here, some of these guys would be anxious to do business, wouldn't you? They are, but not at your prices, Derry. No. They all seem to have a peculiar attitude about losing money, don't they? Don't worry, I'll get a Christmas tree bargain. If it takes till Easter Sunday, I'll get one. Feels like Easter Sunday today. You've laid an egg at every lot so far. Mm. <laughs> Look, why don't we go home and plant a pine cone and wait? We might get a tree quicker that way. You think so, huh? You know what these guys would charge me for a pine cone? Probably about 
Say, there's an interesting looking lot. The one with the horseshoe nailed over the office there? Mm-hmm. Very modest sign they have. Texas tall timber. The greatest trees on earth, or any place. Come on, let's go look around here. They certainly got plenty of trees. No prices on them. Howdy, stranger. Welcome to Texas tall timber. Uh, over, uh, 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 hi, sis. Well, I got and said it, spell partner. You too, marm. Oh, thank you. We, uh, why don't we just... We're just looking around, sis. Is Tex busy? Well, I'm Tex, partner. Who? Tex Aurelia was my baptizing name, but folks around these here parts just call me Tex. Well, howdy, Tex. I'm right glad to meet up with you. Likewise. I take it you're a hankering to round up one of these here Christmas trees. And, partner, you come to the right place. I got about 300 head here, all prime Texas timber. My, were these trees grown in Texas? Raised them all right on my pa's ranch, marm. Right nice layout pa's got down there. Bunkhouse is right on the Rio Grande. These trees here come from way down there, partner? No, we raised these here trees on the north part of the ranch, partner. That's in Oregon. Oh. Got quite a spread, Paul has. Probably from sitting on them horses all the time, partner. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's get down to business, partner. Pretty mangy looking bunch of trees you got here, partner. How much you aiming to get from? Well, how much you aiming to give? How much you aiming to get? Well, I'll tell you, partner. I'll go ask my partner, partner. Uh, hey, partner, got a couple of Yankees. Let's get out of here, McGee, before that road company, Annie Oakley, comes back with a buffalo gun. Yeah. Kind of a crummy-looking bunch of trees, anyhow. Doggone it, I'm going to get us a tree someplace if I have to chop one down on the city hall lawn. That might solve everything, dearie. I understand they serve fine turkey dinners in the city jail on Christmas. Uh, I could make you a plum pudding with a hacksaw in it, and I'd... Yeah, there's you. a lot we didn't try right across the street there. See it? Happy Herman. High trees for low prices. Hmm. Well, you go ahead, dearie. I'm going back to the car and wait. I'm tired. Okay, Tootsie. Well, luck I've had so far, I'm about due for a break, and this might just be the place. Hey, here's a nice tree right out in front here. Yeah, nice and full. Now, if I can get the right price from Happy Herman. It sure is hard to find a decent tree, isn't it? Yeah. These lots are so muddy. Aren't they a mess? Look at my shoes, just ruined yeah, sure gummy-looking bunch of trees, aren't they? Oh, I don't know. I got one here that looks pretty good. So cold out, too. Just miserable. Yeah. Well, now if I can get hold of Happy Herman and get the right price on this tree... Well, you're talking to him. You? You're Happy Herman? I was three days ago. But there's nothing gets you down like selling Christmas trees. Everybody's got a different complaint. The trees are either too short or they're too fat or they're too thin. It's just too much. All I want to do is sell these last 200 trees and go home. Well, I may be able to help you, Hermie. I take this tree here. It's a little cockeyed. Not exactly what I want, but you give me a right price and I'll take it off your hands, boy. Well, my feet are cold and I want to get back in the trailer, so you can have it for $8. I'll give you three. Oh, my, here we go again. Seven seventy-five. Three ten. Seven fifty. Three twenty. Seven and a quarter. Three and a quarter. Seven bucks. Three fifty-five. Five and a half. Four bucks. Five and a quarter. Four. I'll make it five even. Four. McGee, I hate to interrupt, but could I have the keys to the car? I want. I'll be with you in just a minute, kiddo. Well, Herman, what do you say? Okay, I give in. Give me four fifty. There you are. Four bucks. I'll see you next year. And not if I recognize you from the trailer window. I had to come out of a nice warm trailer. Well, Molly, how does she look? Nice tree, but dearie... He wanted eight bucks. 
We saved four smackers on the deal. No, we didn't. What do you mean? That's what I came over to tell you. You've been here an hour, and that traffic cop over there is giving you a parking ticket. What? If you had left the keys so I could move Where? the car. Oh, no. Well, bring the tree, kiddo. Now, you wait a minute, officer. I can explain. This is Christmas week. You wouldn't give me a ticket on... Good night to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Time is slipping away. There are only two days left in which to buy that kitchen radio to place under your Christmas tree. Just imagine the pleasure that will light the eyes of your homemaker this Friday morning when you present her with a radio especially for her kitchen. She'll know that you appreciate the three to four hours every day that she spends cooking, washing dishes, or doing the many other chores in your kitchen. With a radio in the kitchen, the world will be at her fingertips when she sets the dial to the NBC radio network. There's wonderful music, drama, news, and comedy to make the time pass swiftly and to brighten an otherwise dull day when the radio is your companion. So tomorrow, for sure, look over the marvelous variety of gaily colored radios made just to blend with the decor of your kitchen. And you'll also find that the clock radios available at your favorite store can be helpful in turning on and off electrical appliances. Make this an especially bright and merry Christmas with a present that will bring pleasure all year long. Give a radio for the kitchen to your wife or mother on Christmas Day. It is a beautiful tree, McGee. We'll set it right here by the front window. Good. I called Dr. Gamble and asked him to come over tomorrow night to help us decorate it, okay? Sure. He's going to bring his little Miss Callahan with him. Oh, swell. Have him bring a stepladder, too. Mine's busted. Okay. Good night. Good night, all. Tums and Papermate Fins have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Natalie Masters as Tex and Jack Moyles as Furman. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Kitchen is the place for a radio and the dramatic shows on the NBC Radio Network. <laughs>